how can I keep my damn G-string on the Les Paul in tune? It hit, he fell to the ground, rolled off stage, I like saw white. Something different about their pizza uh -huh. that just takes it to the phone. I said, you don't get the call me. And I'm not going. Let's just say I had a fair few friends work for me over the years on Cobra Cruise Lines. I had a career that lasted in and out almost 23 years, climbed the ladder, had a lot of fun with it. But uh, yeah, one of the worst things I ever used to have to do, whether they were local or they were from Serbia or Romania or wherever, was when I'd have to go out and actually fire somebody. Um, some of the firings were easy. Some of them weren't. Uh, one that sticks in my mind uh, was a kid in his second week of being trained. Then he comes up to the sound booth and he kept into his hand and then he'd smell. And I had already thought the kid was a bit of a boozer. And uh, I'm like, I, I realized I'm like, this kid's been drinking. Yeah. And, uh, so I call backstage and I'm like, Hey, uh, can so-and-so come backstage and can you see him? Why? Well, I think he's been drinking. So they go back and they set him up for an alcohol test. You know, because you're not allowed to be on the job drunk, and plus we got to save lives right. and whatever. You know, got a minimal limit you can drink, and uh, so he's like almost triple DUI level, if you would. You know oh, what man. I mean? And so they say to him, they say to the kid, they said, uh, "How much have you had to drink?" And he said, "I just had two. And they said, two what?" He said, "I had two. They said, "Well, wow, you must have a terrible tolerance." He said, "Well, can you explain to us what two is?" Two to this guy was two pint glasses of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Well, the splash of water on it because it takes the heat off. <laughs> this kid's had 32 ounces of Jack Daniels and thinks he's, thinks he's going to run a show. I mean, so that's, that's better than the story that I told oh, you yeah, earlier. Yeah. But the, the other story, so I had to fire that kid, but the other story was a guy decided to show up barefoot and his wife beat her uh, with a bottle, water bottle full of Jägermeister and proceed to have an argument with the DJ. And I get the phone call of like, you're not going to believe this, but you've got to come get rid of another one. And I'm like, and, like all the stories I can tell you about firings were something else. So when you fire somebody, what happens to them? Do you put them in the brig? Do you just drop them off? No, the next no. If, some, if someone, if it's a legitimate, like decent person, we'll let them finish. They, they, they let them finish out what their duties were or whatever. Oh, okay. And then they just uh, got rid of them in the next home port you know american port if it was super bad they'd uh, they brig them yeah um a lot of times whenever they know they're gonna fire them they do what they call a six o'clock knock you don't even know you're getting fired so you go on about your day you do your duties you do your jobs and then they pull into home port and six o'clock knock 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 security's there waiting for you. you got an hour to shove all your stuff in a bag and you're off wow uh the worst part is is if you're an american citizen they can literally just kick you off in that port. So let's mm -hmm. say I'm up here from West Virginia and I get kicked off a ship in Long Beach, California. Guess what? I've been repatriated to my own country. So it's now on me to get myself home. Yeah. Wow. Whereas somebody from anywhere else in the world, they have to be repatriated. So mm -hmm. the flight's paid for. So an American, like you mess up, you're done. You're, you're stuck. It's, it's awful. Yeah, and, and probably 80% of the sound guys at the time were all Americans. So it was, yeah. oh, it was terrible. Whatever. Somebody get fired. Cause you know, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Here's the first one. It comes from Phil in Yorkville. If someone from out of town wanted to try a High Valley pizza for the first time, where would you recommend they go? Wow. And this is kind of a question you can't really get wrong. I mean, well, maybe, <laughs> it depends well, on who you ask. We all have right. our favorites. Right. Yeah. yeah. Favorites. Mm -hmm. um, and her favorite, it's not my favorite, but. My compromise and her compromise is a good compromise. Nice. <laughs> so uh, we have sponsors on our group. So 
we're going to say it how we say it anyway, whether they're sponsors or not. We're going to talk here without any kind of anything leaning us one way right. or another. They get upset, they get upset. Um, you love... What's yours? I love Zontinis. That's my. That's Zontinis, I would Zontinis say that's well. my number I'll one. I tell you what's great about Zontinis. Their sauce is nice and zesty. Yeah, right. Yeah. I do like that sauce. Um, mine would be the Fabio Square Pizza. Okay, uh, it's the Sicilian style. Uh, they rarely have it out. You have to order it mm -hmm. as a pizza, and uh, I, I I love that pizza. It's my favorite. Carlini's is Carlini's. good. That's yes. in my top five. Yeah. Definitely. Now, where's Carlini's at? Shady side. Okay. And mm -hmm. their pizza is amazing. Um, and these are square pizzas we're talking about now. If yeah. you want to give mm -hmm. them the pies, wow. Fabio's again. Maybe yeah. A good pie. Yeah. Um, and they'll mix it up for you. You know, that's what's great. You may have some people who don't like the square style pizza, mm -hmm. and some people don't want a pie. And then yeah. they also have the gluten free stuff. It's a one stop shop, pretty much, yeah. for pizza. It's always it's, consistent, too. It, it is. You know who's working there every yes. week. Yeah. And I think yeah. they do like, I don't, I'm not sure, and I don't want Tom over here to, you know, get upset, but I think there's oregano or something on there. There's something different about their pizza uh -huh. that just takes it to that next level right. you don't normally get. Um, and, you know, everybody likes uh, the Carlos, but I will say this. They're not all consistent. No, no, not, no, 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 no. There's, there, no. You got to have your de Carlos. I have a friend that likes the one in Steubenville, and it's, he'll drive to Steubenville every day. And get but which one in Steubenville? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> because don't even, and that's what I said, I've said before, that I'm from up in that area. Yeah. So there's people that like the downtown um, I think it's I like the downtown Carlos, Carlos, and there's people yeah. that like. Oh, he's talking about Steubenville. Downtown. Oh, yeah, downtown. there's one downtown Steubenville, and then there's one on the West End. Yeah. And you know that that's that's an argument in itself. Okay. But like I said, I grew up where mine was it it, it was Janamore, same thing. That oh that we, was we heard that a was lot. the best. Yeah. That, that was the best. And what's funny is my, my wife is from Columbus and the first time I walked her in there, I said, How many pieces do you want? She goes, What do you what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. said, how many pieces do you want? She goes, yeah. I don't know, get a small. I'm like, No, that's not how we do this here. Right. And then it come out and the cheese is on top and it's cold and yeah. she, yes, she just like that is different. Yeah. I don't like my cheese like <laughs> yeah, that. I wait that. for it to melt. You don't, you don't do the cold cheese on we top. We don't like the high yeah. valley style. We we make them. We don't make them. We request well, we that just... they uh, melt the cheese and mm -hmm. put the pepperoni. But we like toppings. And we was going to downtown Decardo's a lot, but we like jalapenos. And they pulled the jalapenos. They don't do those anymore. Yeah. So we kind of go. So we went to Zontinis and they had them. We they had the jalapenos. Had them. Oh, nice. It just yeah. adds something to it. It's yeah. so good. But me, I'm me personally, I'm not even I cannot even eat this kind of food all the time. I have to be careful with dairy and gluten mm -hmm, and right. all that. So if I'm gonna eat a pizza, it has to be my favorite and it has to be worth my cheat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's, that it's and I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know who else it has, has to great be worth pizza? my cheat. You know what I'm going to say. Yes, you are. For Manny's. Absolutely. For Manny's, I remember. Manny's yes. has more of a New York-style pie. you got to fold yeah. it and eat uh -huh. it. And I like it. But you have to order extra crispy. We get it extra Just because crispy. it's a, such a large pizza. And I think it's a brick oven. I'm not sure. But you have to ask it. Ask for them to make it extra crispy. And man, it's good. For the longest time, for Manny Brothers, you could get whatever you got. You got to, you could add a slice for a dollar. Oh, I think wow. it's I think it's dollar ninety nine now. So it, yeah, you could yeah if you got like anything. I think it's a dollar ninety nine now, but still, it's if you can eat one of those sandwiches and then a piece of their pizza. What do you think about wood fired pizza? You like those ovens? I, I like do. every once in a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is when you take them out of there and have to reheat it or something. Right. Yeah. Not as good. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but um, Char House has awesome brick oven pizza. Do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
in the wood fire pizza truck the local one is yeah. pretty good yeah, that's delicious yeah they do they do they do a really good job and i didn't realize it um like i never thought about it like a lot of times you see that they're at the black sheep mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah and yeah, they like yeah, they are we have played down there and people just show up and you're like oh look we're getting a crowd they order pizza, the pizza and then they leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to pick one country artist in any point in history to record a duet with, who would it be? Ooh, that's almost an impossible question. <laughs> this is a question sent in by Kyle from Shadyside. Kyle from Shadyside. Thank you for the question. Well, Kyle, you're really diving into the brain tonight, I guess. I, well, well, I... Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Um, I So my grandfather um, looks a lot like... Kenny Rogers. When he, when he grows his beard out, he looks a lot like Kenny Rogers. So there was a thing going around on TikTok where you would age somebody artificially or whatever mm-hmm. um, and see what they look like. So when I aged myself, I looked like Kenny Rogers almost. Nice. I was like, oh, yeah, no way. So so I would I would do that. I would do Dolly Parton, I do Islands in the Stream. Do that. Oh, you got artist and song. <laughs> what chart-topping band, if you had to fill in for, do you think you would have the best time? As far as like knowing they're like out not out now, or of just, all time of all, all time. time. If, if a, at any point in history, if a band called you up and said, "We need you for this concert," it. I know this is going to sound somewhat cliche, maybe, but Kiss would Kiss? probably be my first okay. band that I would think of because that's what I. I mean, I didn't. I I started getting into them when I was in fourth grade, so it's like. And uh, they were the first, that was the first album I ever bought. Yes, I bought vinyl. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, my first Kiss album that I got was on 8-track, so. Which which was the first one? Dynasty. See, my first one was Love Gun. Yeah. And then after that, my mom was like, well, that's not too bad, you know. So every time my mom would go away on a vacation, she would bring me back another Kiss album. So, nice. My, so, mine was because my parents did Columbia House where you could get 12 uh, oh, eight for, tracks for a penny. For a penny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they, they picked everything. My dad was like, what do you want? And I, I searched through and, yeah. and I was like, whatever Kiss one I can find. And it was like <laughs> this one. I'm like, I'll take it. And I remember, I'll, I still remember mm. when that showed up and I put that in and played it and played it. And then my first vinyl, Kiss vinyl was Kiss mm. Alive. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, yeah, my, my first vinyl was Love Gun. Um, I think my mom went to Florida like a month after that and I got dressed to kill. Nice. I loved that album. And then Christmas, she got me alive too. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. It was going right along. Yeah. I've, I've, go ahead. I've, I've seen them like four times. So I, I think I've, I think I'm seven or eight times. And which, which, which was great is yeah. my first really big rock show was a kiss show. See, my first big show that I went and seen when I was a kid was REO Speedwagon. Nice. And I saw them at the Wheeling Civic Center. And the <laughs> this will tell you about when it was. The opening band was Survivor <laughs> as they came out with Eye of the Tiger. Oh, That'll tell you how long. 83, right? 82, 83? 82, 83. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, Did they, saw... they wrote that song for that movie, right? Yeah. For right. the Rocky movie? Yeah. 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 I saw uh, Kiss at the Syria Mosque. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. I I remember when they yeah. did the reunion thing and they were put back on the makeup because I saw them without the makeup two other times before mm-hmm. that. And I went and seen them twice that year on the makeup. 
One time was at Pittsburgh Civic Arena, and the opening band was Degeneration. And I'm like, okay, that's great, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Get along, go on with yourself. The next <laughs> one was when I went and seen him at Wheeling Civic Center, and Power Man 5000 opened up. Okay. I was there. I was at that one. And yeah. I saw that, and I ran out and bought the, the uh, CD. I think it was <laughs> Mega Kung Fu Radio. Yeah. And I'm going exactly. like, to go buy this. Yeah, that's, so, I, I, I saw Kiss. It, we were talking, we talked about that, the acts that used to be at Wheeling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Civic I, was, we were talking about this other day. My, the first band I saw was uh, REO and was Survivor. I saw REO again there with Richard Marks opening up. Um, I know. Wow. Oh. And then one of the ones that really caught me off guard, I went and seen Foreigner back in 84, and the opener was Joe Walsh. Oh, wow. I was at that one, too. Yep. That was awesome. That's I mean, that's an interesting. Joe Walsh floored yeah. me. And very few rainouts. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good summer for that. I mean, yeah. weather-wise. And there were not too many days of just blazing down heat mm -hmm. where it was just... Yeah, the, the biggest storm this year was, uh, for me, was at the Blues Fest, the Saturday night at the Blues Fest when we were right here. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were <laughs> we were all watching the radar. I mean, I'm, I'm basically the city's weatherman. I got people calling me, hey, man, I'm going golfing. Is it going to rain today? I don't know. Am I getting paid to tell you? I don't know. But you mean, okay. You mean the local news weatherman gets it wrong? Don't. <laughs> say, say it's not so, John. Yeah, it's amazing how many people, you know, but... You know, because I'm looking three or four different apps, and I can kind of like guess, and I can tell what the weather's going to do once it gets close to the river and this and this. And, um, but that Saturday, they were had tornado warnings all day, and it was like, uh, you know, and, and, and I go back and forth. I, I, you know, my buddy Murray, who does weather too, uh, actually, I do, I read a lot of his stuff first. He, he's, he's, uh, and then I just kind of like guess what he's doing. And, but anyway, tornado was all day, and we were watching it. It was supposed to go north, supposed to go north, supposed to go north. And so I was like, we'll get this band, this one band going at the, like, the 8.30 mark, cut them at 9 and kind of see where we're at. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't get three songs in. The cops are like, really? dispatch says cut it. And so we cut it, and everybody's going up to the waterfront hall. It's starting to hit. And <laughs> I don't know if lightning hit the river or the band. <laughs> I don't know how close it was. It was close enough that, like, I was on stage. Uh, my buddy Mike was on stage. It hit. He fell to the ground, rolled off stage. I like saw white. We jumped off stage, <laughs> and he was like, "Can you taste? Yeah, I can taste that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Close. And then another one hit up by. It, it sounded like it hit the flagpole because then everybody up there it hit, and people were just. It was. And then it kind of. But it was like, you know, that's the second time in twenty years I've almost got hit with lightning down here. So you know, <laughs> it was. But when you can taste it, that was uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, man, the weather was great this year. I think you said you only had to move inside once. Once, yes, past yeah. Wednesday. We worked with um, Nerodia sipidon sipidon, which is the northern water snake, and Regina septimbatado, which is the queen snake. And we were pretty much just gathering as much information about both species as possible because they were um, local to us and we could do a lot of work with them. We would take all kinds of data, um, like their length and all that kind of stuff, and... Pretty much we have a bunch of different side projects off of the information we have. Um, I'm currently working, hopefully, on a publication about the queen snake and how it moves around um, with the change in weather and like when it rains or change in barometric pressure and stuff like that. And I'm working alongside a grad student and Dr. Lifman. So, yeah, that's what we did. <laughs>
Um, has is there a snake in this area that has a more aggressive nature than others? Yeah, there's some. I mean, you can say they're aggressive, but it's more so they're just trying to get you away from them. Frightened, so they're gonna yeah. they're gonna strike. But mm -hmm. um, northern water snakes, I can count on one hand how many times I've picked one up and I've not been it. bitten. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. They're they're pretty defensive. Um, uh, Northern Black Racers, those are pretty defensive. If you look at my, I have a video on there where I jumped out of the car and ran up and was recording it, and it strikes at my phone and <laughs> knocks the phone out of my hand. Um, There's yeah, a the, pretty nice sized water snake on one of the videos I yeah. watched. You know, really <laughs> trying to get at you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel great, that size snake. I mean, it's not like, ah, my arm, but it's, I mean, they'll draw blood. So, so the musking that snakes will do, yeah. is that a secretion? How do, how do they produce that musk? Because that's like pretty much the main thing you have to worry about when picking up a snake around here is just them making you stinky. Yeah. Not actually them. <laughs> not actually so I'm not sure the actual like chemical makeup, but I know it's like an oil-based something that smells really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their first line of defense. Or their like second line of defense. First would be like the strike. Oh, I'm going to be big and bad. But they'll get you all smelly. And hopefully you're like, oh, this is like a rotting dead animal. I don't want this. And that's what they think they're doing. <laughs> And you mentioned music video. Yes. That's out on YouTube, right? It is, yes. So for people wondering, like, behind the scenes of music videos, take us through, like, that day. Are, are you getting there early? You in makeup for two hours? And then, like, what's the filming like? How many times did you have to sing your song? <laughs> so I didn't wear any makeup that day. <laughs> I did not do that. So one of the wonderful things I think about getting a song that you love and dreaming up the the video treatment. I didn't have uh, you know a video producer that was like I'm going to do this. I ha I hired a friend, a friend of mine's friend to do the video. Um, we rented the penthouse suite at the waterfront in Morgantown. I told him my idea. He um, furthered it into a storyboard um, that we followed that day. I had to sing the song ad nauseum because I don't. I don't think lip singing it would have portrayed what we got out of it. You can really tell when you yeah. watch music videos. You yeah, can tell. Yeah, even if you don't know it's lip sync, something feels off when yeah. it is. Even when you go to live shows. And it's lip -sync. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you, like when you watch that one at the midpoint of this video where uh, I hit that really big note and I turn to the side and there's that rack shirt which I'm wearing today um, <laughs> rack shirt speed forever but anyways um, when you do that when I did that like that is the true emotion coming out of my face and it's actually one of my favorite parts of the whole entire thing is like yeah. turn sideways it's like I'm angry and it's so wonderful yeah. but to think that that was $500 and to have that's all I spent that's all he wanted to do the video and to have a video that Brass Lens Media did that it's potentially probably going to be on CMT Nice that we shot in Morgantown mm -hmm. you know like who would have ever thought I never would have thought and I've never yes I've done some some semblance of music videos before but never one like this and you know just that whole entire thing it's doing that whole like you know well you know Cody yeah okay mm -hmm. so Cody the drums drums for me now like shout he, out to Cody yeah Cody Meadows we love you um, but he always does this like cheers thing so that's why when i was sitting at the bar i was like i bet i know what brought this on mm. probably drinking there alone and i cheers the camera that was totally him like it was <laughs> so cool um and you know that's one of those things like and i thought about it through everything 
that just making sure that it authentically got the story across. Mm-hmm. So we definitely, I, I did, um, you know, have to do some some things. Like I think I put on, maybe I put on some um, lotion on my face. I think I might have had a pimple that day. <laughs> that's, the behind, that's the behind the scenes if you want. I had a pimple. Um, but, you know, something going on. Also, I had gotten my hair cut right before then, and so I had the big fat roll in the back of my head that I, that I hate so much that is just there. But I heard it's genetic. It's not really just because I'm fat. So that was prominent in the video as well. So it was a guest star, I called it, um, nice. in, in the video. But I just, it's wonderful. Uh, it was such a wonderful experience. It was an eight-hour day. Um, we wanted to do more outside on the... Um, Balcony. Balcony, Balcony, but it was raining, mm. so we could only do things on the parts that were covered. Yeah, um, because my whole entire thing was I envisioned this big note coming over the balcony because there's the river right there and all the stuff. But and it was getting wet, you know. So we didn't we didn't do that. Yeah. But I still liked my angry like aggression <laughs> turn. It was like wonderful. So and what's the Easter egg count? Oh, in that video because I caught a couple I texted you I'm like does this mean this person does this mean this yes. and you're like you're the only person that <laughs> you and you would be the only person because I mean it's funny when you spend so much time with someone like mm-hmm. Jake and I did going to do all of these sh- acoustic shows like we had a lot of time to talk mm. <laughs> so um, in the beginning of the video uh, the background on the phone is the Titanic which at the time everybody was talking about that submersible that went down and right. imploded. So that was kind of the point behind that, but also because I love Titanic. And then once I throw the phone, it changes to Michael Myers, um, and Michael Myers um, represents uh, a lot of things in my existence and some people um, that maybe the song is directed towards. So, oh, okay. so that um, that shares that commonality. What's funny is because I. I, like I didn't know, but I saw the Michael, and I'm sitting there going, "I didn't think he was that much of a horror fan." Oh, I love <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, yeah. They, it's always an evolving monster, and you gotta roll with the punches. Right. And technology's always pressing, and so is music. And you don't really want to see the same show so many times. Then it just gets boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's always got to be this new factor to it, this new pizzazz. And so what I think, too, with the musicians working together, say you'd have five people on stage. Well, now you might have, you know, a team that's working with five people that might be doing your lighting, that might be doing a visual production, Mm -hmm. might be doing lasers and strobe and smoke, all working together in unison to make one person might look really, really good, but there's five people making it happen. And that's honestly a band. A band is only oh, yeah. supporting a front man to make them have the backtrack to make it happen. So music throughout time has eliminated a lot of factors to let music grow and not humans like necessarily interfering with the growth of music because with a band, you need a lot of agreeance. So this part's got to be like that and you know, the drums are going to match the bass here, and then we have to follow this phrase into this bar, into this hook mm-hmm, right. to make it sound good. Where, again, I think a lot of producers and DJs are normally ex-band members, 
X, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they've been in the scene for a while before they've kind of developed this other persona to where, you know, I've seen the singer do it. I've seen the guitar player do it. I've seen the piano player do it. I've right. seen, I've, you know, I've seen the drummer do it. So, you know, instead of contacting them, 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 and them, and trying to get, make it all happen, I'm just doing it myself. And then boom, song, boom, song, boom, song, mm-hmm. boom, song. Instead of trying to make it all kind of like force between people, which don't get me wrong, is a beautiful thing because then you have people coming together to create a project. But, you know, if you have the music, then it's like, what? then what's next? You know, how do you put that on? How do you get it out to people? And that takes another team of people. Yeah. So where does... And the term band means to come together. Right. Like a rubber band, any type of band is coming together. And so when you have a project, anyone that kind of jumps on board, you're banded. Yeah. So mm. literalizing the term band with only guitars and a drum set, it kind of diminishes what else could possibly be within the band. Right. Right. So it's a it's a very vast and ever evolving thing, and no matter what, a computer can never ever pick up a drink and be like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> right," <laughs> and then you know, pick up a guitar and smash it on the floor, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. or get lit and burn a couch in a hotel room, like it's just <laughs> it can never do that, and that's that's the musician aspect and the energy. Like a drum and a computer is still an instrument. It's a tool in how you can build something. Speaking of um, going against environmental laws, <laughs> there's also a story that we had where we had to escape EPA pretty damn fast. So when we're in the tour bus at a mall plaza. I'm not going to mention what mall plaza it was, but Doug goes, what do you think this uh, beeping light is on the on the front dashboard of this tour oh, bus? Yeah. And oh, no. like, we have no idea. Is it the air rod? You know, and he's like, should I press it? And somebody said, yeah. He presses it, a wave of septic. <laughs> he, let out, he let out the black water tank. I didn't know it was. <laughs> a wave on all sides just rushing. Like, like somebody opened up the floodgates and... Uh, and we're so like, well, just put the bus in gear and go. <laughs> so you unleash the Blackwater tank in the parking lot of the mall. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. Didn't know what it was at the time. Just got the bus. You found out what it was real fast. Kurt's like, what are we going to do? He's like this. <laughs> we're out of here. He said, you know, I, just, I wish I would have been around here to, to see you fighting that tough man. Because... Oh, I got booed. Oh, I got booed so much. Oh, dude. The first guy. Okay, so here's the story. Okay, I got booed because everybody could tell if I wanted to knock somebody out, I could knock them out. And that's why people go to tough me. They uh-huh. yeah, want to see, see a guy that. like me beat up a guy like you, and and, and they Damn. think that's hilarious. They want, to, they want right. to give you brain damage. Right. That's basically what they're there for, especially on a Friday night. And so... Friday, I come in and I'm like, I'm not even joking with people. They're like, oh, you're trying for the jacket. I said, like, I don't need the jacket. I need the thousand dollars. I'm here to win and I'm yeah. going to go home. Right. Like, cause I was teaching striking at an MMA gym at this time. So if I didn't win, I'm an asshole. You know, <laughs> right. I yeah. You know, I teach people that go in those things. So, uh, I, the, the guy that the, everybody in the back knew who I was. And they put they post the bouts and and you could 
it was a pattern every time after this. You could tell who my guy was because they post the names. Yeah. You don't know these guys. Well, my guy was always the guy sitting over there going. (laughs) (laughs) He got his head in his hands and he looked stressed. And so, like, I walked over to him and I remember his name and everything. I said, so you're Aaron? He goes, yeah. I said, I'm Johnny Hunt. <laughs> and uh, I said, so what do you do? And he said, I'm a computer technician. I said, he go, he said, what do you do? I said, I teach striking in an MMA gym. And he, he just kind of went. <laughs> and I said, okay, listen, you got boxing experience. He said, I got two months. I said, okay, is your friends here? Yeah. Is your girl here? Yeah. Are they going to videotape this? He said, yeah. I said, listen. You go in there and box, just box. I'll carry you. We'll go all the way through, and you're <laughs> gonna have a bunch of video and a great story. If you try to, if you throw a haymaker or anything, I have to put you down. That's <laughs> like, just what it is. Yeah. Like I got. If you try to hurt me, I have to take care of it. Right. And so we went in. Had a great fight. I attacked his body a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably didn't like that, but I didn't hit him in the head much. I really moved around, looked like Muhammad Ali most of the time. <laughs> and right at the end, I threw my hand up in the air. And, and this worked in the tough man a million times. I threw my jab straight up in the air. And by the time they realize that they've gone like this to yep. a punch that's nowhere near their face, <laughs> I'm dropping my right hand in their sternum. <laughs> So I do this to the guy, and I hit him in the sternum. And then this is all on YouTube. You can look this up. <laughs> I hit him in the sternum and backed up, and he he took that one hard. So he put his hands down, oh. and he just stood there. So I slid in, put my hand right to his face, stopped dead, stepped back, and the bell rang. Ended the, ended the fight. Wow. Like, I put my hand clear to his face. The crowd erupted. I got booed so loud. You've never heard 3,000 people <laughs> all at the same time. I have. Yeah. And and so they're announcing that I've won this fight because I just annihilated this dude. And I'm, I've got my hand in the air and the ref's walking me around and I'm going, what? Is that not good enough? <laughs> if you had to eat in a three square block radius, so like a neighborhood area of the Ohio Valley for the rest of your life, where would it be? So not just like one specific restaurant, like an area. So you can have multiple restaurants. Say like you could do Center Market. You could do the High Valley Mall with their like restaurants. Okay. Well, what's at the mall? You get Annie Ann's and yeah, pizza. Yeah, oh, corporate guy. Of course. Well, you know now that they got they got coaches open and that uh, what's that? Osaka's not Osaka's. bad. Osaka's yeah. is really good. I would probably still pick uh, downtown Martin's Ferry. You got Zontini's, New Hong Kong. Yeah. And Belmont Brew Works. Yeah. And McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So No way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd probably say Center Market because you got Market Vines and there's a couple other pubs that open up there. There's so, a later, later Gator. Later, later, later Gator, Gator, yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd uh, pick yeah, there. At least you have some probably variety. Probably a better pick yeah. than, than downtown Martin's. And they yeah. got like some street vendor type stores beyond the fish market too, like ice cream pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a sports one. I was, this is one of my favorite ones. <clears throat> Would you rather swap bodies? So when I say swap bodies, you have their body, like physical attributes, but not their mindset, mindset in the game. 
Would you rather swap bodies with an MLB pitcher in the ninth inning of a no-hitter and you're up two points? Or would you swap bodies with an NFL safety, 20 seconds left in the game, your opponent's in the red zone, and you're up three points? Well, first of all, i got to call you out because you said they're up two Two points points in baseball. It's runs. runs. That's all right. (laughs) We'll forgive you. It's the first one. We'll let that slide, yeah. Uh, I... Because like you're relying on to stop your opponent from winning in both situations, but just which would baseball? You got a little if you can get over the plate, you got a little hope, you know. Yeah, you got people behind you. Safety in the NFL, you're you have one. I don't know. I I I probably would. I'd say safety only because in my head I know I know more how to play safety than I do how to throw a slider. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have that body, but I have no idea how I'm holding that ball. <laughs> My catcher would be giving me symbols of like, I'm okay, getting it yeah. over the plate. That's it. This, yeah. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that would help you if like would lean me toward pitching is like somebody would probably take me out. If I start filling up bases, like eventually, maybe. <laughs> Each evening and walking left and right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you wanted to be over real quick, I'd have to go safety. Probably. Yeah. I'd say safety. safety. I mean,. I mean, worst case scenario, you just run and plow into somebody yeah. and get a pass, pass interference. Right. And they get the yeah. ball in the Unless line. you're with the Rams and uh, the Saints yeah, and they don't they call don't it. Call. So that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you're waking up in the tent and just this dude you've never met in your life oh, just sleeping yeah. in between Jake and I. What did you so get, you got to go into detail? Luke and I, well, we, we had our the position of the tent was the worst because we'd be sleeping. Was this your guys' tent or was this like we used to have like. Or a couple of years, it was like all the RVs and tents were just in a big circle. Yeah, you would buy like we had like yeah. couches and Luke woke up in a thruple. <laughs> and Jake and I's tent was positioned right on like the exit way, so yeah. all night people were tripping over our tent. So yeah. I think somebody just I don't know if they were just leaving, but we've never met them. Well, I I woke up. Uh, it was like six a.m. I woke up because I heard the portage on cleaners like cleaning them out. Oh yeah, they got there that super like, early, like yeah. four or five o'clock and in the morning. Like the time you go, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go now." So I exit the tent, go to portage on. I sit down, and I'm thinking, you know, after being cramped in this small tent all night, you know, with with us just farting. Uh, you know, and just yeah. stinking of like mud and jamboree. I said I could just pass out in this poor John for like <laughs> half hour and get a pretty good. I do it at work all the time. But uh, yeah, I come out, go back to the tent, and there's a dude sleeping right next to him. And I'm waking him up. I'm like, you know, you got you to get out. I don't hey, know. You. And he just keeps going, dude. Where's Zach? And I, I, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to drag you out. Mm-hmm. And he was, he finally gets out of the tent and he looks around. It's like. Is this a prank? Where's Zach at? I'm like, I have no idea who you are. He's like, well, where am I? I'm like, Valley View. He's like, I'm not at Jamboree in the Hills. I'm like, this is the campsite of Jamboree in the Hills. And I just point out, I'm like, Jambo's that way. And he just started walking in a straight line. He probably just hit up the next tent he saw. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. This is our viewer submitted question from Razor at Ten String Tavern. This is the one I read. You sent this? I, this, this one. Just this, this one. Rigged. I was <laughs> yeah. talking to my brother about it. <clears throat> If you had to live with a tiger for a year. Oh, I got this. Your roommate's a tiger, giving it free roam of your house with no cage, doors open. Oh. For at a million dollars per pound, how large of a cat are you taking in? First off, there is no limit to that money. I'm a dirty birdie for a buck, babe. Like, you have how a long one, does it have to live with you? A year. That thing could be 
a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds. If I'm getting a million dollars per pound, but then it's one of murder. I don't care. Like if I get a lump sum <laughs> cash payment, like let me. You're not going to though. Is a thing. A two thousand pound cat's going to find you immediately. It's going to get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but the I bigger you go, the slower they cat. are. And like I could outrun like a nine thousand pound inside cat inside your you house. Know? We're talking about nine thousand. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Neither does somebody paying me a million dollars per pound. But hey, I'm I'm getting that money. But at the same time, like I feel. So they. Can't, what would you reasonably say? I was thinking three right. to five. Three to Four, five. Three, three to five pounds. Yeah, three to five oh, million. That's not a lot. I've seen that's a little kitten. Cats that's either. a little kitten. After a year, it's still going to be a kitten. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I'm cool with five. Million. I don't know. I'm I think greedy, I could like confidently fuck up like a sixty pound cat before I really tiger, before though? I like really run into in problems. The... I don't know. No. If it stays a sixty, 60 pounds, pound cat, Benjo sixty pounds. If that cat's charging at you with claws and teeth. Done. Gets a hold of the back of your neck. <laughs> <laughs> what bar slash venue in the Ohio Valley would you have the best chances of meeting local single people? This is, this is from Unloved Penguin. Yeah, so somebody <laughs> sending this question is like, I want to be called Unloved Penguin on the show. And I said, well, I'm only saying your first name, so it'll be anonymous. She's like, no, I want to be Unloved Penguin. So, all right. Unloved Penguin. All right. Well, I haven't been single since 2009. (laughs) (laughs) We actually host a traffic light party at Johnny's Bar like four times a year. I think the next one we're planning is in September. So Johnny's Bar in September, you walk through the door, you get a wristband. Green, you're single. Yellow is complicated. Red, you're taken. Didn't you have me make a graphic for that? Yes, I did. You had to explain (laughs) it to me. And I'm like, what is is this? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is and so like one hand is you're single, it's complicated, you're taken. Well you it, pick whichever one you have. And then the other arm is it like the high school rubber bands where like <laughs> yeah. you, you put the colors on and whatever color that's yeah. a certain that's stuff you'll into. do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Man, yeah. Could you that, imagine you on Facebook and seeing your girl out of Johnny's with a yellow band? You're like, What's going on? Or worse. Yeah. <laughs> or a green one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that, <laughs> of course that did. did. <laughs> The girl, her her boyfriend came later on at night, and he's like, what the hell? And she's like, I just wanted free drinks. So that's I was fair. like, okay. That's fair. <laughs> well, at least I respect that she was honest about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she wasn't. If she wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if my wife, I wouldn't be happy. But at least I respect she was like, listen, I was just, you know, using abusing dudes. Okay. Listen, that's, you do you, boo. Why that drinking bone? Why and I will not answer this for obvious reasons. What uh, female country music artist would you wife up if you had the opportunity right now? Oh my god, right now we'll stay anonymous, buddy. <laughs> um, either Megan Maroney is that her name? Is I think that the one with Maroney the Maroney incident. What was it? Megan Maroney and Morgan Wallen used to be a thing, right? It might that might yeah. I think she used. To, I think she sings a song about that. Yeah, and then um, I. I think Lainey Wilson's got a nice butt, but she really doesn't have that pretty of a face. Like everybody's everybody's been talking about how good looking she is. I'm like, take. I'm like, look, you got a big, you got a big donk. There's no doubt, but you really ain't got that I mean, nice. I face. mean, you're marketing a song on, on off of it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would, but I would probably say her or uh, Lauren Elaine is pretty hot too. I think she's. Is, it, is she the one that did the song with her? 
Who's the one that did that song with uh, Lainey Wilson? That was, yeah, that was, okay. that was Lauren and Lena, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably be one of those two. Because Carrie's just getting older now, man. And my girl, Shania, I love her forever, but she's getting too old for me, too. Like, <laughs> I want to keep somebody within my age range and still looks good, you know? But, yeah, Shania's, Shania's falling off a little bit. What about you, Gage? I don't know. I... I mean, I mean, the stereotypical thing is to say Lainey Wilson, of course. And I was thinking about Marooney before you even said it. Yeah. So you stole my thunder on that one. Okay, we, okay, we can we can see who she likes more. How about that? You go. Yeah, we'll just wait. So yeah. if you're listening out there, um, <laughs> hi, my name's Gage. What's that? Show on MTV next. <laughs> hi, my name's Nick Eberlich. Bushlight, long walks on the beach. <laughs> Because they lost a lot. But then I'm like, if I get to play off, 